Cheers! Welcome to Movie Bitches! Retro Review, episode 46. Tonight we're reviewing Under the Cherry Moon. Under the Cherry Moon. I'm very excited. This is a great way to start off the official summer camp. Yeah. Similarly, how I feel about Sleepaway Camp, uh, I felt that more people needed to know about this movie. That, that yes, not putting them in the same category, or or Lex, you know, like one's not better than the other. I mean, obviously Sleepaway Camp is better because it's a masterpiece, but Sleepaway Camp is a masterpiece. Similarly, I feel like nobody talks about this movie, and it's great. <laughs> it's great. I, okay, I don't know if I knew what I was getting into when you had us watch this. I kept you totally in the dark. <laughs> I was expecting it to be a lot worse, you know, and like more laugh at it. I definitely did, but mostly it was with it. It was just campy fun, and in many ways it knew it was campy and in a lot of ways, it had no idea. It's it's a fascinating watch. Oh, right. So, <laughs> Under the Cherry Moon, the sequel of sorts to uh, Purple Rain, in that there's like a a trilogy of Prince movies. Purple Rain, this, and then Graffiti Bridge, I think, is the, the other one. Yes, this Prince opus. This, like, his attempt at a Fellini, Truffaut, European, you know... Film. I mean, yes. I Okay, yeah. so first of all, I decided I think I want to make like a list of fabulous movies that take place in the French Riviera. Sure. This definitely fits into it. I mean, you have Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, right? You have was... Some Like It Hot. You have this. Wait, you Some have... Like It Hot's well, not in the French Riviera. Where is it? Florida. I mean, technically oh. they filmed it in Southern California, but... Why did I think it was, like, I mean, fancier than that? it's, you know, like, yachts and millionaires on the beach. Right. Right. But it's, it is, in fact, not... But it's, like, West Palm Beach, not... Yeah. No. Not Nice. Yeah. But anyway, first things first, shout out to our wine sponsor, Wink. Go to trywink.com slash moviebitches. You get $22 off your first month of wine. That I don't know what that was once. A longer mm -hmm. cliff than usual. Yeah. Uh, second thing second, thank you to our Patreon supporters. $5 a month more gets you early access. $10 gets you access to our viewing parties. I apologize. I don't know what. I need some of Avril's lapis lazuli. Jesus. It's like every time I pick a movie, you fuck up the viewing party. Hey. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know why my iPhone hates me, but it just was like, oh, I'll record for five minutes and then just stop. It's cool. I had a lot of fun with this watch. I We had so much fun and I was so bummed, but we have the audio, so at least there was that. Yes. But still. Slow pan. <gasps> oh my <laughs> god! You can imagine their facial yes. reactions. Oh my god. I'm sure they're I the mean, same they're... as mine. Yes. So, unfortunately, we don't have our summer camp shirts ready yet, but they'll be here soon, here. so we're very excited. I'm gonna I'm gonna sit still. Oh, okay, are yeah. they cute? Ooh, look at us wearing these shirts. They're so great. I love them. I genuinely do. Uh, I absolutely The tone do. makes it seem like I am not, but it's because <laughs> I am frozen. And look at the shirt. So to commemorate the first official summer camp, 
we had Rick make this fabulous design and I am honestly just in love with it. I'm so excited. So you can find those at moviebitches.threadless.com along with many other fabulous, fabulous designs. You could get it, you could get it as a shirt, as a tank, as a throw pillow, as a shower a curtain. A towel would a be towel great. Would a beach be towel. I would love a summer camp beach towel. You could yeah. bring it to the lake. You know, yeah. You could help the people. Somebody help the people! I mean, these outfits I mean, we will talk about. There's so many facets. There's so many things that are right with this movie, and yet so many things that are so wrong with this movie. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> That's like kind of what makes it, for me, so campy. It's that juxtaposition of like, oh, you were trying for something, a lot, a lot of things. You were trying for a lot of things. Yes. Let's just, you know, we'll, we'll break it down how many references there were. But... Also, you failed miserably. So it was like, great, and also, no. Well, so the, the backstory is, it was supposed to be directed by Mary Lambert, who did a whole bunch of music videos uh, for Madonna and like Ooh. all that, and she directed the original Pet Cemetery, which is a very campy movie. It just has a look. Like, I remember seeing okay. it on TBS one afternoon and being like, huh, what's going on? I'm... Yes. Like, there is a look to certain camp okay, films where you sure, just go, sure. hmm, I'm instantly like, yes, about this. But they had creative differences, and so Prince took over. And it only worked because they were filming in France, which had different, like, DGA rules, so they could oh. kick, her, kick her out and put Prince in. So basically what happened was the cinematographer directed this movie, I think, is what happened. <laughs> That makes sense. But yes, it is a masterclass in like egomania. I really do love those movies where you just can't look away. This is the successful side of it. Like I was trying to think, I was like, yeah. what's, what's the last movie I saw that was just like an ego-fueled, you know, mess? And I was like, I think it was The Mummy with Tom Cruise. Oh, uh, yes. Or also Murder on the Orient Express. Those were about the same time. Yeah. I mean, anything with Kenneth That was Brenna. the Kenneth Brenna show. Kenneth I mean, Brenna like... is camp, by the way. Yes. If anyone was yes. wondering, he equals camp in, <laughs> in the egomania category. Oh, I do love yes. him for that. But, um, but yeah, that's the last one I could think of where I was just like, oh, this was just all the wrong decisions because of one person's ego. Fascinating. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. And probably any Mel Gibson movie in the past 15 years. But... Those aren't fun. Well. Oh, no, no, no. Well, Naked Guy. That was fun. From Hexar Ridge. I forgot that he directed that movie. Yeah. But that Naked Guy was the only fun part of that movie. And the rest of it was just like, ugh. But you know, when I think about it, not to, we do bring this film up a lot. Hexar Ridge is kind of camp. <laughs> it's like war camp, you know? It's war camp. Because there's lots of categories, right? We were, this whole yeah. summer of camp, we were trying to fill all the varying degrees of categories of camp because it is a wide range. And yeah. that does fit the war camp category because that movie is insane. Yes. And like next level. I mean, he drop kicks a grenade. <laughs> I forgot about that. Like it's, it's next level. So, you know, anything can Definitely be Definitely war camp. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah. 
So this was sort of in the um, ego-fueled mania camp category. Yeah, yeah. I think what makes it really work is that in the end it's still Prince, and Prince is the ego-fueled mania, so... It's like, well, this is still fabulous. Like, this is everything. Yeah, you're not mad at it because you're like, yes to these musical music videos in the middle of the movie. I am in. Yes to these outfits. Yes, you are wearing extremely couture, handmade outfits for every single scene, and yet you are supposed to be destitute. Yeah. I love it. I was just like, I want to see this closet or what suitcase is he living out of that he has all of these outfits. We'll get into the outfits. Okay, so the movie starts, and he's yes. wearing a, you know, gypsy, turbaned, sequined, beaded, head wrap, fabulosity. That's where we're, that's where we start. Yeah, well, like, and, the, and the movie starts, and it's Casablanca. Yes, I mean, it is just, it is literally, she walked into my gin joint, I'm both playing Sam and Rick somehow, and yet I'm wearing this, like, glittering, beaded. Yeah. And I have all of the eye makeup on. All of it. Oh, yeah. All of the eye makeup the entire time. Loved it. And then I love that it just becomes this farce. Swear it's just like, oh, sir, another napkin. Oh, for you, sir, another napkin. It was like, what is this? It was an airplane movie. Like, I was like, (laughs) this is just straight up a Zucker Brothers joke. But is it? Like, is that the tone they were going for? a Warner Brothers cartoon or something, you know? Right. I was like, where's... At one point, I think it's just like a dollar sign, which really doesn't make any sense if it was France, but, you know, whatever. At some point, one of them says, she's thirsty, pour it on. You know, I mean, just so much. <laughs> and, and the piano music kept getting more frenetic. So then they're giving the eyes to each other, and then a theremin starts playing, you know, it was like theremin eyes. I did love that he had a full backing, like, oh, band. But of course. You know, it was, yeah, it was just him on a piano, but yet there were strings and a theremin. And <laughs> That's right, Cutting. Give me that belly look. Can we talk yeah. about Tricky? Oh my God. Oh my God. He is the campiest, the campiest actor in the movie. Honey, don't you know I'll slap the waves out your head? Absolutely. Everything he says is gold. Yeah. Yes. Wait. We have to talk about... This was, like, kind of the most important thing to me. The Mistress Rich Lady's feathered headboard. Did you... Did you notice? You saw it, right? It was just plumes jutting out straight from the headboard. Plumes of... Ostrich feathers? Just, hey, oh, the nightmare that it would be to clean. And just, they would break and they would be, they were jutting horizontally out <laughs> onto the pillows. It really stood out. Yeah. I felt like I needed literally. to talk about it. Yeah, literally. <laughs> oh, yeah, because, okay, so the movie's in black and white, obviously. Yes. 
It was shot in color. <gasps> was it? Interesting. Because it doesn't look like black and white. I mean, it looks too clean. No. You know? I don't know if they always plan to convert it after or if they decided in post it needed to be more art house or whatever it is. I do kind of love that it's in black and white though because it makes it even more pretentious. Uh, of course. I am nothing without your touch, my love. I am nothing without your kiss. So, Prince, Playboy, yes. Extraordinaire, Living in Nice, Seducing Women. Till then, my love. Ciao. For money? Yeah. Yeah. He's a gigolo. Or, or, you know, a good time. Or a good time. He's paid for that wardrobe. Exactly. With the hand-encrusted, custom-made heels that he wears that match his outfit in every single scene. Well, you know, Avril, it takes money to make fabulous couture clothes to then get more money. The famous capitalist saying. I love that he was just walking around in heels and eye makeup. And, and like, was just... That's so awesome. And backless... Jacket. Oh, we can, we will we will get into what was that? He had to show off his tush, his little yes. tushy, and just the low back, a front loaded yep. Yep. backwards cape. The outfits were out of control. <laughs> out of control. He was I, dressed more flattering than Kristen Scott Thomas, because some we of haven't her talked outfits, about Kristen Scott Thomas. Oh my God! So Kristen, this is Kristen Scott Thomas's first movie. Yeah, introducing. She's Crazy. gone on the record as being like, well, I just said yes because I didn't know any better. And I thought, well, they're giving me a lead in the movie, so I'll say yes. I mean, did it turn out poorly for her? I wouldn't say it turned out poorly for her. The film was an absolute, like, it's got, it got raspberries. It was, you I'm, know. I'm sure. Golden raspberries. Raspberries. But I would think that, like, she didn't come out. Like, she was good in it. She was, you know, perfectly lovely and whatever. I didn't. I just I like know. the idea that she's fresh out of, you know, probably some fancy acting school. Because she does speak French, too. So I think maybe that had something to oh. do with it. Like, because she's now and later in her career, she's been making movies in France a lot. And so maybe that had something to do with it. Um, but I just like the idea of her just being, like, fresh out of acting school and, like, having to say yeah. these lines and act across these people Prince. in this nonsense, fabulous craziness. I like that. Big as a balloon, so I can touch the clouds. So can I. My father has a Learjet. Oh. She also was just in Military Wives, that cute movie that I think I told you about. I don't remember. Your mom will love it. Great. It's like Calendar Girls meets Sister Act. Great. Why is it called Military Wives? It's because it's a, a true. It's based on a true story of military wives that started a choir in England during like the uh, like Afghanistan war, and so it's the it's the military wives that do it. So it's like that you know Calendar Girls aspect of it. Right. But then they start a choir. It was really cute. I feel like and they, she's great. They could have workshopped that title. Sure, it's pretty generic. But that sounds cute. I will watch it with my mom. It is. I recommend it. The acting is so um, childlike and and free. Yes. It's yes. It's, it's quite magical. The rapport between Tricky and him is so campy. 
Please, madam, look at these poor, innocent faces. These mean streets are no place for a couple of fine, decent hoodlums like us. Child best friend. Yes. When, when Prince is wearing his Zorro hat in the bathtub and they are chatting to each other. <sighs> Fascist. How much is Lady and White worth? Three million. I decided that I'm only gonna wear a hat like that in the bath. Great. Anytime I take a bath, I have to put on my, my Zorro cowboy hat. Because you don't like a hat. So if it's just in the no. bath, it's a real look. Exactly. I love exactly. that even in the bath, like Prince was like, well, I need a look. What can I wear in yeah. the bath? Well, my head, of course, is free for accessories. Yeah. So yeah. that's what I'll be wearing. <laughs> that's a really good point, I think, that there's like a, a juvenile joie de vivre or something about it, right? It kind of gave me, well... Particularly at the end, it gave me a lot of West Side Story. Oh, I was going to say Romeo and Juliet, so yes. So, sure. Yes, exactly. Well, because it starts, and there's V.O. from Kristen Scott Thomas, I think. Once upon a time in France, there lived a bad boy named Christopher Tracy. Only one thing mattered to Christopher. Money. I think it's Kristen Scott Thomas. Or it was that other woman who's sleeping with everyone with the feathered headboard. Yeah. They spoil the ending. Yes, Christopher lived for all women, but he died for one. But one of them was worth his life. And I was like, oh, well, great, thanks, movie. Oh, I don't think I noticed. Yeah. No, maybe because I didn't know where it goes. They basically were like, he's going to die at the end of the movie. That's a bummer. (laughs) I know. Well, I'm glad you didn't know. I mean, the way that he dies, we'll get into it, because it was dumb. (laughs) Yes. Like, oh, well, that yeah. was easily avoidable. Not him. Not now. Right, but so the basic plot is Tricky and Prince are, oh, because his name is Christian? Something like that. Gray? I think it was Christian. He's... Christian Gray, shut up. Wait, who's that? That's something else. That's Fifty Shades of Gray. Oh, right. Yeah, okay, so not that. Not Christian Gray, but, but close. This is how my brain works. Christopher Tracy. So, you know, in it was in the realm of I had the right, you know, letters, like the amount of letters and Christian Christopher. Sure. Tracy. It was closer Gray. than you were. <laughs> Christopher Tracy. He sings a song about himself. The songs are either great or hum. Yes. This doesn't this isn't working for me. The, the, the music in general, I would say, did not really seem to be created specifically as a score. It was almost like, and then we'll toss this thing in. Or like often I felt the tone of the film and the tone of the song were very different. Now I have a real question. Okay. What year is this movie taking place in? 62? I literally have no idea. I mean, it was filmed, like, it was released in 86. So, there's that. But the fashion is simultaneously, you know, vintage and 80s. But the style is, it was, um... I don't know. It's a great question. It's like, it's a fantasy, right? The whole thing is just a fantasy. No time and every time. Exactly. It's like Rocky Horror. Because, like... You know, when is this? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, ooh, 
Yeah, because the cars were not 80s cars. No. I, I'm trying to think. But then there was like, the, oh my God. Oh my God. Now, talk about something important. Can we please talk for the rest of this review about the neon clear boombox oh and the matching God. neon phone? I want it. I want it I immediately. It. Oh my God. I was so oh, obsessed. I'm just laying in bed, you know, listening to the radio. Oh, I just turned. Oh, it looked. That looked good in black and white, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. And then the phone with it, too. And I bet you that phone was fucking neon pink or some shit. And you're oh, just like, yes. Absolutely. Here for it. And that's very 80s. So. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So I, it's hard to, hard to say. Hard to discern. Did I explain the plot? I feel like I keep not explaining it. Oh, no. We, we keep starting and then I keep distracting it. Prince and Tricky. Right. Christopher Tracy and Tricky. Yes. Gigolos on the French Riviera. They are, then they, at the end, they do end up back in Florida because they're Florida. from Florida? Yeah. Question mark? Um, I think so. So we get the sun like a hot tie in there. They discover that Kristen Scott Thomas is uh, aging into her inheritance, into her trust fund, yeah. and they're both going to go seduce her. They can't decide. Both of them want her. But star-crossed lovers, are they meant to be together? Aren't they? Ooh, ah. Uh, I love that in so many ways this is like every rom-com trope. I fell in love with you, but it was all a lie. You just wanted my money. No, I really fell in love with you. Believe me. You know, of course. But it was fun and goofy and campy and different. It was certainly different than a lot of movies. You know, it was original yeah. while also being completely unoriginal. It's, it is simultaneously all the things at once. <laughs> yes. The looks. Oh. The eyes. Lots of face work. Lots of smizing. Lots, Lots of frosted white lipstick on her mm. and one string of hair <gasps> driving me fucking crazy i hated it it was hated the look it. but it was on purpose yes didn't care for it no oh my god but wait so speaking of like 80s-ness can we talk about the fabulous restaurant party i know we're like skipping way ahead but like oh i thought you were talking about her birthday party which was a different fabulous party yes Different fabulous party, less fabulous though than like when they just start dancing and he's performing. And I was like, oh. could you imagine? Like, obviously this was fake, but like, could you imagine being at like some can party, right? And like all of a sudden Prince just starts fucking playing the piano and oh. singing and you're just like, yes. That was the scene where I was like, oh, I really wish I had seen Prince in, in concert. That would have been amazing. Yeah. Question. Went, oh, fuck. Yeah. Kiss was not made for this movie, right? I'm pretty sure this whole soundtrack was written for this movie and Kiss just became a, like a single after the fact. Wow. I, wow. I'm pretty sure I read about that. Wow. For me, Crazy. from Pretty Woman. Oh. Kiss. Don't you just Kiss. love Prince? Hmm. <laughs> Don't you just love Prince? Oh my oh. god. At the at the restaurant and then they bring out the biggest boombox I've ever seen in oh the world. God. It's like Paul Bunyan's boombox. It was 
gigantic. <laughs> he's dancing on the piano. Oh, oh, it was so good. It was, it was so, so good. good. Yeah. Liven up this party. Exactly. And then her, her dad comes and the party pooper. <gasps> Everyone so boos her. Boo! 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 And then he literally shouts party pooper. I loved it. It was so weird. Party poop! Oh, and that's when she's wearing that fabulous flapper 20s headpiece that's like her hair is the beads and... Oh my god. Oh. I was obsessed with this. That was my favorite look of hers. Loved it. Absolutely. Hands so down. But I would love a drag queen to do like a prince number in this outfit. Love it. Oh my god. I really would love to see somebody recreate the backless, front-loaded, baggy, blazer jacket dress shirt with matching pants and heels. Obsessed. I don't know if anyone else could pull this off, though. Other than I Prince. think... Maybe Naomi Smalls. Yes. Yeah, I mean, well, yes. Although I also feel like in terms of the outfits, I bet you Aquaria could pull it off too. Oh yeah, totally. But she would wear like chaps with it or something. Sure. Ooh, you know. Ooh, she could do that crop top look. That was a oh. good look. What about the all white lace look? <gasps> oh my God. With oh my heels. God. With matching studded. Every time, every single time. I wanted to see him stone those shoes himself. Where are these coming from? So quick commercial break and we'll be back with more Prince and his fabulous outfits. Oh boy, so we meet Kristen Scott Thomas. It's her 21st birthday party. Yeah. How do you like my birthday suit? I designed it myself. <gasps> Mary! <gasps> her mom faints twice in this movie, by the way. Oh! Not including the time she almost faints when Prince accidentally seduces her. Oh, hurry, honey. I can't wait any longer. That was also very Romeo and Juliet. Oh, I'm climbing yes. the ladder to your bedroom. Yeah, very Oops, that. it's your mom. Yikes. No consequences for that. I'm just going to leave this ladder here. I guess nothing really happened. They did just leave the ladder there. Where did the ladder come from? I really wanted to know, but it, was it didn't matter. It was a very specific ladder. Like, it, it wasn't was... just... We found this. It was, I mean, maybe on the property, but it was just it was right. like a very specific, almost like fruit picking ladder or something. It was, it was, but it was like, it was like curved, but then it happened to be the exact appropriate height for the window level. Maybe it was for window washing. I don't know, but yeah. Thought about it. <laughs> exactly. I thought about it. Yeah. But her party, this was when it was feeling very Fellini. There was jugglers and animals and fire breathers and it was black and white and everyone's wearing like costumes and it was just yeah. so it was trying to be so many things yeah and, I and tarot it. cards <laughs> nice toss oh these tarot cards oh oh my god she, i love he catches them yeah right he just and then i loved that it's just he puts his little business business card in between the t oh it's wrapped in gold love it Framed in gold. And this is the scene where he has the one perfect, like, curl in the middle of his forehead. 
the way they deliver dialogue is unimaginable. Uh -huh. When she's like, I don't go out with people with wedding rings. And they don't wear wedding rings either. Then they must be wearing diapers. They must be wearing diapers! <laughs> I, I, because then Everyone they'd be so young. unmarried is a child? I, I don't know. But also he but wasn't wait. wearing a wedding ring, was he? Yes, he was, but I don't know why. And I don't think it was necessarily a wedding ring because there's well, sure. never any indication that he's married. For some reason, I thought it was on the other hand, but I don't know. That wouldn't make any sense. I mean, why would you write a whole scene around that happening? Well, right. Her being an idiot. Yeah, well, sure. <laughs> like, if that's, that's on her then, if it was on the wrong well, hand. Right, right. Girl, I don't know. That's what they do in France. I don't know. Like, what are we doing? I don't know. I did love her little rehearsed, uh, did you work all night coming up with that one? Maybe if you took off your chastity belt, you could breathe a little more better. <laughs> I could breathe a lot easier if the air weren't so utterly polluted by your presence. You've been rehearsing that line all night, haven't you? Oh, right, because that's when she comes to his place of work and they go out, they go out and have that dance on the patio? In broad daylight, it seems, right? What was that? What was that? It turned know. into some fantasy sequence, swirling right. cameras. Oh, and then they get mad at each other. Punk. What? Punk. Brat. Gigolo. Cabbage head. Cabbage head? The dialogue really. Cabbage head. I, I don't judge people on their race, creed, or color. Unless they have a cabbage for a head, which I do. I'm sure it's a thing. Are you? <laughs> Are you sure? Sixty-eight percent sure. <laughs> I have to. I have to assume somewhere it's a thing. Oh right! So when they go to the fabulous club and she's wearing her twenties headpiece, yeah. this oh, is when we oh. get his, like his tuxedo, but still completely custom. I want this tuxedo for myself, though. Absolutely. Although Prince is probably much shinier than I am. I would imagine. I think someone could make it. Yes. You wanted that literal, actual tuxedo. Oh, I know. I mean, I wonder where the costumes for this movie are. Sometimes I wonder that for movies, you're just like, oh, they're so fabulous. And yeah. I'm sure some of them are saved and some of them are right. just... Auctioned off a lot of times. Gone, too, though. Yeah, maybe. I'm sure there's a Prince vault at Paisley Park that's like, you know... Yeah. All of the beads and everything oof oh, oh so oh. good yeah at the Rekka store look at this scene Rekka store <laughs> they're such they, assholes to her right like, well also they seemed so like i was like it's not that funny you guys but i guess they are eight-year-olds so maybe it is i don't know if you wanted to buy a sam cook abbott where would you go the <laughs> they are children. Like, they are acting like children. Yes. This is the plot of, let's say, 18-year-olds, right? Because she's yeah. she's coming of age. She's coming into her, her trust right. fund. That's the plot. And, oh, we're so in love and we're crazy breaking the rules. But they're all, like, adults. It's, it's odd. It is odd. Because they are not 18 at all. No. The story does work better if you just believe that they are. I mean, he does look young, don't get me wrong. Oh, absolutely. But I would just say probably 18. more like 25. I have no idea, actually, how old he would have been. He is timeless. He just is. 
Maybe 22 or 3. I don't I know. I honestly, if you told me he was 45 in this movie, I would believe you. If you told me he was 20 in this movie, I'd be like, yeah, probably. I don't know. I have no <laughs> idea. He's like David Bowie in that way. I feel mm. like they're in the similar category of just other miss. It's like you came to bless us with your creativity and your fabulosity and your music. Thank you for that. Yeah. Well, it's also interesting. So obviously this is, you know, Prince... Prince isn't very experienced as a director. Let's just, sure. we'll just, we'll just say that. Let's just say that. And it's funny because I feel like there's two categories of inexperienced directors. There's like, oh, boring, wide, medium, close up, like, oh, and then I just filmed it like a TV show and it was kind of banal. And then there's the wacky, I've got all the ideas. It's not gonna make a good movie, but it's gonna make an interesting movie. There's just like a lot of weird angles, the way things are cut, the editing is edited like a comedy. The way that it's put together, there's fourth wall breaks, like when Tricky just yells shit right into the camera. Shit! Like straight to camera. Shit! And then those bats attack them out of nowhere. Like there's so many. What was that? Well, I ain't afraid of shit. Are you afraid of bats? I don't know what that was. I don't know what that was. What? what you have to get permits that? to film with bats, I assume. That was obviously I... very important to them. What? What? <laughs> well, it wasn't even like it was some sort of thing where, you know, it was like the, like, oh, Waiter, there's glass in my in my steak. This is crazy. You know, uh, to get a free meal kind of thing. It wasn't that because right. like they couldn't plant fucking bats in the fucking rafters. But then why were there bats in this restaurant? <laughs> and everyone running back. <laughs> it's just like what is going? On? There's like nonsense where you just are like fascinated by the nonsense. Oh my god, what? Yeah. How in a million years? Like sometimes this movie will get a little. You're like, okay, I'm. It's moving along, and there hasn't been a. Well, down there's bats. Like it just yeah. it keeps you guessing. You know. Yes. Yes. Never in a million years would you expect that to happen. <gasps> Remember his. I mean, most of this review will be about the outfits, but are you surprised? Remember his monogrammed silk pajama set that had matching silk heels when they like run off together. Let's run away. To the cave for the first time. When they go to the Phantom of the Opera, I'm keeping you here cave. Remember the weird like candle cave that he takes her to? Like the alcove? Wasn't that just at the end? They go there before and they 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 make out like teenagers. <laughs> Did I miss something? Did you fall asleep? No, definitely not. But I don't She's like, let's let's go. And they go to that alcove before the end and they make out in front of the ropes and candles, which made me very nervous. It was a fire hazard. And they like make out and she, she's like missing for a few hours, remember? No. Before, before Tricky tells her that they're just after her money. Cause they were supposed to go after the drag race. So many things happen. Remember when they drag race? Yes. I don't know, what happened? How drunk did I get? I don't know why I don't remember that. Well, he's wearing a matching white 
silk pajama uh, set that is monogrammed that also has matching seemingly silk heels love that he it. wears to the beach. Oh yeah, I was just gonna say you're gonna destroy that silk in that grotto. No, that grotto. I was really waiting for you know the children and the music of the night or whatever. Yes. How's that song go? Oh yeah, uh, I don't know. The music of the night. The music of the night. I mean, very that, but also it was very Lost Boys. Come to my grotto. I'll feed you worms. Yeah, it was very that. Yeah. Now, yeah. if you revealed to me at some point that Prince was in fact a vampire in this film, and that's why the bats were there, believed it. Yep, makes 100% sense. 100% believed it. Yep. Let me take you to my cave. Mm -hmm. My fashion is from all ages. Because exactly. Because I'm a vampire. I'm mean, acting like I'm 18, but I seem otherworldly and older in some ways. Yeah. Hey, did we just crack it? Is he a vampire? Yes. Yes. Now, would I watch a movie called Vampire Gigolo? 100%. <laughs> yes, please? Maybe oh. not Gigolo, but yes. What if it was called The Vampire Formerly Known as Prince? <laughs> well, I was more so imagining like a completely separate film starring, sure. let's say, Michael Somewhere. Fassbender as yeah. Vampire Gigolo. And, you know, it's in the French Riviera and okay. he's seducing women for, mm -hmm. you know, monetary and other purposes. I'm into it. Yes. Watch out the details. Maybe he has Ooh. an apprentice. I don't know. Ooh. I'm into it. Maybe his apprentice is Elizabeth Debicki. Yes. Into it. Very into it. Very into that. Definitely, they're both bisexual and it's just like... Sex it's a, with it's everything. A, it's a free for all. Yes. A smorgasbord. Absolutely. I don't think the title is right. The title feels like a sci fi film. Yeah, it's like, that's a no. It's a pass for me. But the premise, yes. If you saw a poster with Michael Fassbender and Elizabeth Debicki, and it seemed like it had some money behind it, and then you read Vampire Gigolo, you'd say, yes, sir, I will watch that film. I mean, I would, but I would be like, this seems like a disaster. What is this hot mess? Not like, ooh, yes, tell me more, you know? That's my issue. Yeah, okay. Dirty, rotten vampires. I think Vamp that's... Vampire in the title is, is rough. Is rough. That's the problem. I think it needs to just either be an allusion oh. to vampires, right? Like, ooh, count, what about, whatever, like... Um, eternal gigolo. Ooh, okay. We're getting closer. We're getting uh -huh. closer. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. Heart. Is there something with heart throb or like, you know, because like you suck the blood, right? So there's a, the heart sure. pumps the blood and there's That's, like a... You've gone to like a CW place with this though. I'm just saying, you know. Blood and money. <gasps> yes. 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 Because that really captures the tone what I want where it's like... It's going to be campy, and it's vampires, yeah. and it's yeah. sex. Like, this is an yeah. HBO series, let's be honest. I would watch it tomorrow. Absolutely. Right yes. Give it to me. Give Elizabeth Debicki yes. more work also, by the way. Period. By the way. sentence. Yeah. Just putting that out there. Okay. And let's anyway, get Michael um, Fassbender yeah. back in roles where he's sexy and not yes. the great Harry Hole. Ah, great Harry Hole.
see more of the hairy hole and not the great I don't know. <laughs> well, because then they fully come they just rip off Casablanca completely at the airport. They're at the airport, there's an old timey plane, it's foggy. She's wearing a big fuck off white hat, which was fabulous. Hey, just get in my car so we can talk. Well that's no, don't I mean, unless you want to get kidnapped. Oh, you did? You did want to get kidnapped? Okay, great. Well, then I guess it worked out. What? Her security was like, it's cool. What? What's <laughs> this? Also, Prince was wearing all of the highlighter. All of it. <laughs> highlighter. 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 But also, I loved when it turned into Greece when they were, like, on their drag race, and they're like, <laughs> like, what's happening? Well, she's in a brand new Porsche, and he's in a Cadillac? He was in like a very boat. I think it was a Buick. With the license plate that said love. <gasps> that said love. And I was like, where did this come from? Whose Cadillac is this? bring it on a ship from Florida all the way to Nice? That's money. Right? <laughs> April, like I said, it takes money to buy a Cadillac that says love and create your own couture garments <laughs> to grift people out of money. Women who, that have plenty of money give him money, and in exchange, they get his love and attention. And he and gets a, a couture, and he gets a couture wardrobe, and can't pay his rent. Right. We didn't talk about French girlfriend landlord lady. Yeah, was fabulous. I loved her. She was fabulous. She also had like one phrase, but yes. I think she was their French hire. Right. You know. Oh, tricky. Think I want. Tricky, wait! Oh yeah, because when she shows up, it does become very West Side Story. So Kristen Scott Thomas's father is like, I'm banning you from seeing him. She's going to run away and go marry the guy her dad wants her to marry so she can get her trust fund. Also, that moving the goalpost bullshit of like, oh, well, you get it when you're 21. Oh, just kidding. You get it when you get married. Oh, just kidding. You get it when you get married to this guy. Well, I was like, this is a lot of litigation fees that you're paying to revise his trust constantly. Right? I guess by thought was the dad was was hurting for money uh oh. in a way they, did, they didn't they didn't really explain this i read into it the bulk of all of their money was lo locked into her trust and so he wanted to find a way to control that mm, interesting but that was not clear or developed within the context of the film at all no so. at all i got more from it just that he wanted to be able to still control his daughter right she was yeah. rebellious and independent and he's like, nah, ah, bitch, not on my watch while I'm still alive. I'm going to keep moving this goalpost so that you can't get your $50 million and do whatever the fuck you want. That kind of thing. Sure. So then it just becomes West Side Story. He kidnaps her in the car. They're driving away. He's going to take her to the, to the alcove again, to the right. grotto. Right. Uh, to the Phantom's grotto. And but then he leaves the grotto. He, he drops her off. And then he comes back in a speedboat because he's he goes to hang out with Tricky and them. He's wearing this fabulous like Dick Tracy trench coat, and I was like, yes, yes, to this. Yeah. It was it was get the vacunia. Well, as long as the lady's paying for it, why not take the vacuum? It was very that. Yeah. Ideally, I hope that was the reference. It wasn't. But yeah, Tricky and and the French girl. Oh, you gotta get out of here. They're after you. Okay, I'll go right back to where I was. This just all was nonsense. Like this was like someone who'd never seen an action scene or a chase. 
the the amount of okay so prince gets on a speedboat to go to the grotto tricky and the french girl are gonna we'll lure them away and so they're they're in that fight and then they punch tricky in the face oh no man you shy it was it was a comedy it was it was a it was like a farce comedy yeah. like at a certain point i was like Cary Grant and Catherine Hepburn are going to show up with a leopard. It's just, that's just, it's a, what is happening? What's going I on? I will say that movie does not hold up. Oh, shush. I love it. Oh my God. So yeah. So they get in the fight. She okay, throws yeah. an empty, she throws an empty basket at one of them. Whoa. You know, um, really takes care of him. Oh my God. It was cracking me up too. During the fight between Tricky and them, every time he punched somebody, it was the exact same sound effect. That cracks me up. I feel like, do people think no one's gonna notice? It makes me laugh. Yeah. Now, if it's a joke, love it. If it's, you know, <laughs> love it, love it. But uh, that was not the case, I don't think. If she had thrown the lobster trap at them and it made the same punching noise, love it. <laughs> not what happened. And then there's a simultaneous, okay, so this is what I don't understand. The dad, appears on a boat. He's now chasing Prince in his little speedboat with like yep. a light on him. Oh no. Well, why would you lead him right to where the daughter's? Okay, well, regardless. Then Tricky and the French girl are running. They seem to get to the grotto exactly Faster the same than amount of time that it took to take the boat. I and guess they knew where they were going. So did Prince. But then why didn't Prince go that way? I don't know. Because of the heels. <laughs> but this this series of events. So she's up at the in the grotto. Christopher, run! I'm not going without you. There's no time to wait. Go on without me. You'll never make it. And he's like, nah. And steps out of the boat, and then they just shoot him. Right? What did this mean? Go on without her. Where? Continue on into the sea. I don't know. They murdered him. They murdered yes. him. Yes. And she's like, no. Well, and then I, I was confused because I was like, oh, Jesus, this movie got dark. And then she's like, oh, I'm going to go with Chris to fur. I'm not going home. I'm going with Christopher. And I was like, oh, to the hospital. Okay, like, sure. You know, it was like, ooh, it was touching no, over a minute. The but the voiceover like... told us that he was going to die for her at the beginning. Right. But he died for one. Tricky showing up in this monotone acting. Dear God, don't take Christopher yet. He ain't ready, Lord. He's just a baby. Not him. Oh, he's, oh, that's why he's, like, talking to God. He's like, not him. Not now. Not him. Not now. Really, his acting really sent me. Oh my God. Christopher, damn! I told you we'd do the baby. And then cut to Miami. And now they own a building. Oh wait, because I guess she got her trust because she was like, fuck you, dad. You murdered the person that I loved. So now give me my trust fund. I don't know. And then she invests in a building with Tricky. Because because Tricky's, you know, lifelong dream was to be a landlord of an apartment complex in Miami. It was his investment proposal to her? 
I confused. I shall come in a few months to see how our little investment turned out. How'd you like being the landlord of your very own apartment complex? Fine. Oh my gosh. I just can't say enough about Tricky. I just loved his performance so Absolutely. much. Come on, let's kiss and make up. And then we go to rock and roll heaven. And I loved this. I watched every second of this credits. Yeah. Now, here's a question. Did green screen exist in the 80s? To a certain degree? The carpet was like on, you know, it was like they had like, and maybe they matted it out. Like that's maybe. a lot of work, but maybe they did. I don't know. I was impressed. I was like, ooh, look at this, right? They're floating and the thing. This and his music crop video. top fabulosity. Music video title sequence. This crop top matador outfit blew my mind. He has a tambourine uh, with a, a scarf hanging from it. Love this. I love this. Loved it. I don't think I've been as entertained in a title in an end credits sequence for a very long time. Right? Yeah. But also, why wasn't Christopher Tracy trying to pursue a career in music? It's a great question. I guess he was. Vaguely, he was lost. You know, he was young. He was too distracted <laughs> by his love of he's women. He's 18. He doesn't know what he wants. Yeah. He, you know, music is an opportunity for him to seduce older women and get more money, but it's not necessarily <gasps> what he wants to do. I don't know. Oh my God. That scene with older woman, feathered headboard lady, when they come home and her phone's ringing and she doesn't answer it. And then there's like her husband or whatever, somebody on the, on the, on the answering machine. And he's playing silent movie music to it. And there was like Peter and the Wolf. Oh, it was so good. It's so good. I called you five times last night. Now, where were you? With me. I hate this damn machine. Wasn't that Kristen Scott Thomas's dad? Oh, maybe that was him. It was her possessive somebody. Right. Oh, right. Because she sure. says he's so possessive or whatever, and he's like, I bet you're his prized possession. Ooh. Yeah. I'll kill him. You know I love you, darling. See you. <laughs> so originally, they wanted Madonna to play the Kristen Scott Thomas part. I don't think it would have worked. It would have been too many bad actors in one movie. I, that's what she I was really, going to say. She really grounds it. Yeah. You know, everyone else around yeah. her is, has a certain amount of charisma and charm, but can't act. And she is like, you know, the anchor. And if yes. you put Madonna in there, it's just... I mean, maybe it would have been even more crazy. I mean, maybe, but like in a different way. But I don't know. I feel like both of those egos, it might have just never, like the project might have never happened. Exactly. Like it just would have. That's sank. exactly what I was about to say was that it, like, I think it's too much. You can only have one, one person. You can only have one single named person in a lead role. Now that's interesting. If we got, you know, like a movie together where it's like Cher, Madonna, Prince, like all of it. Because we know how yeah. Cher feels about Madonna. It seems to me when you reach the kind of acclaim that she's reached and can do whatever you want to do, you should be a little bit more magnanimous and a little bit less of a Oh my gosh. So the other funny thing about this movie was when it came out, they did a contest. And whoever won the contest, the movie was going to premiere in their hometown. Ooh. Stakes were made because the woman who won lived in 
share it in Wyoming. And so they like premiered this already terrible film like in a random small town. Wyoming. I feel like they've really stopped doing sweepstakes. Like or that. Now, now it's, if you win, we'll fly you to LA or New York. Yes, exactly. It's exactly. Not, we're not coming to you. No. You're, we will pay for you, single person, or yes. two maybe, to come to us. And you, yes. you get to go to the premiere instead Woo! of, yeah, exactly. we're packing the whole cast and crew. <laughs> Can you imagine? You're Christopher Thomas. Idea. It's the first film you've done. It's a mess. You have to go promote the movie at the premiere in Sheridan, Wyoming. At like a, it was, I think it was at like a, you know, a, a Radisson or something. I mean, it wasn't, but it was like some hotel. You know, it was like not right. fancy. Right. Oh my God. Ugh. Wild. So anyway, yeah, I, I, I really love this movie. I think it's yeah. so fun and weird and it's, it's, it's a little time capsule. It's very interesting. You know what I really loved about it? It was so earnest in its ambitions. Yes. And while it wasn't always successful, there was always an element on screen that was. And even if yes. it's just that, like, his outfits in this just scene are... Just his shoes. Yeah. It's fine. Because there's always something there that's successful. Something yeah, you, you're never bored. It's like, no. oh, and here's a Prince song. Oh, here's a wacky, here's some fucking bats that are attacking them. What's going on? Oh, here's this crazy fucking outfit that's happening, you know, or this weird performance or that. Yeah. Yeah. Wacky. And Prince is just so charismatic and sexual and just like, you know, you're just like, he is yeah, I get why anyone would be like, here's 9,000 Frank. Like, let's get it on. You know? Yeah, I get it. So if you haven't watched the movie... Go watch it. Even if you watch yes. this, I feel like it's still going to be um, mind-blowingly fun yeah, in a way. Like, absolutely. I, it's not really like a spoiler. You really do have to experience it to yes. fully understand. And it's very rewatchable. I mean, I haven't. Wa- I've only watched it once, but I would rewatch it again. I mean, we didn't mention. So I wore this. I feel like Prince is definitely on Fabulous Cunt Island, right? He's certainly um, creating the music for Cock Cove. He's there in some way, shape, or form. I don't know. I also do feel like he is a galactic treasure. <gasps> Oof, that is accurate. Cheers, cheers to Prince. Cheers to this oh. campy, fun movie. Cheers to summer camp. I'm very excited that we're starting it off with all of this. I'm excited to explore the many different versions of camp over yes. this summer. It's gonna be fun. So go check out this movie and join us for the rest of summer camp. Cheers. Yes. Cheers. Shit.